0: Log Talk Radio I would pass the step.
1: to hear that's what I like to hear for this is the day the Lord has made let us rejoice and be glad in it so where were you on Tuesday well Tuesday was let's talk about a Tuesday church folk day and we talked about the teacher who was shot. Remember about a six-year-old? Yes. Well, she's about to be paid. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. As they have found uh, quite a few negligent areas of uh, this uh, staff in the school, the powers that be, the principal, and she saw this district and the school. For $40 million Now we know She may not get that $40 million, But she's going to get a couple of dollars Because You know she really did Make it her business To You know let the people know That you know this was You know a menace This six year old was a true menace That she was dealing with And she really was just Plainly ignored Yeah You know, she had other teachers that, you know, kind of supported what she said that was going on. And, you know, you really can't uh, expect this woman to have done all of this proactive, you know, movement. And now she ends up getting shot. And what she's supposed to deal with whatever residual, you know, pain and suffering. No. No, that's not going to happen. That is straight not gonna happen. Plain and simple as that. We also talked about this uh this New York Police Department sergeant yeah who was supposed to get a a promotion. But because they realized that back in 2018, she was caught, you know, making some moves that wasn't really becoming of a sergeant back then, despite the fact that she wasn't a sergeant back then. But there's a lawsuit going on. And now, you know, she has to answer as to, you know, what she did back then, why she did what she did back then. And, you know, maybe they'll give her a promotion back. Maybe they won't. Mm. We'll see. Well, we also talked about that judge who no longer has his job because he was a judge during the day and a nudist at night. Yes. He had his little side hustle and he was collecting nine ninety nine per individual who wanted to see his nude pictures and video. And also uh, Councilwoman was like, nah, we not having that. So they disbarred him. And he's quite upset. And that brought us to, you know, to the uh the question, you know, should you be able to have, you know, the job that you have, you know, in the daytime and be able to do whatever you want to do in the nighttime. And uh, some people say yes, some people say no. Well, we actually brought in the church folk, you know, it's Tuesday, church folk day. You got to talk about the church folk. You know, we talked about the church folk who go and sit in the public, and they're served wine and alcoholic beverages, and you know, the priests in their collars who are, you know, being served the wine and the alcoholic beverages, and you know, want to throw back a bear or two, and you know, you just really need to take off the collar. Yeah, people don't really need to see, you know, God's people. Indulging as though There was no God in their life And you know You can You know you can make The argument that you know Jesus turned the water into wine And you know This one drank wine too in the Bible And it's not you It's not us And we have our own We have our own Um You know, responsibilities And we really need to make sure We try to keep it as clean as possible You know, the the non-believers Really don't need to see us You know, indulging They really don't Because technically we really have no business Trying to become, you know You know, buzzed at any level You know, Jesus needs to be your buzz You know, are you really bringing in an outside or external source to alter the temple of the Lord. And I don't think you want to do that. So that's the conversation for Tuesday. So you might want to go back and listen, okay? Wow, well, we had no wow Wednesday this week. But we do have. A Therapeutic Thursday, yes, today's Therapeutic Thursday, where we discuss uh, matters of the heart, matters of the mind, matters of the spirit, matters of your health, whether mental, emotional, physical, spiritual, financial, it doesn't matter, we're getting it done today, Okay. And, you know, we got our special talk today, our health talk today. So go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, take the time. Go we'll get that healthy breakfast. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, and tell somebody that it's due time when Pastor Steph is on. And whatever you do, don't go anywhere because we'll be right back.
0: I'm Dr. Frank McMillan
2: and I'm Dr. Raj Devarajan.
0: Colorectal cancer is the second leading cause of cancer-related death in the United States, claiming more than 50,000 lives each year. The cancer occurs in the colon and rectum, parts of the large intestine, and is caused by growths called polyps that can turn into cancer. Screening for colorectal cancer saves lives, but 23 million American adults, about one in three, don't get screened as recommended.
2: Colorectal cancer affects men and women, and and the risk rises with age, and a family history of the disease. If you're over 50 or have a family history of the disease, early screening is recommended.
0: Screening can reduce the risk of colo- colorectal cancer by up to 90% by finding and removing the growth before they turn into cancer. For more information on colorectal cancer and the different screening tests available, visit the American College of Gastroenterology.
2: talk about and we're gonna have a nice
1: little talk today okay all righty so I'm glad to you know be on the other side of the Wednesday part of the weekend God has been really good to us and brought us safely through so you know are you happy to be here no I am I know I am, and I'm giving God thanks every opportunity I get. Okay? Well, I think you want to get your pens out. This here is going to be a piece of information for real. Hmm. let's see. Mm. Today we're going to talk about follicular eczema. Follicular eczema is a type of atopic dermatitis that develops in hair follicles. Now, it causes dry itchy excuse me, itchy skin in areas where hair grows, and you can treat the symptoms with a combination of topical ointments And oral medications. I'm about to give you quite a bit of information, so I advise you to uh, get a pen and paper. All right? Well, eczema in the hair follicle can occur due to several genetic and environmental factors. And your doctor will be able to, you know, help you determine the triggers that might be causing your symptoms, and help to put together a suitable treatment plan. Okay. Now, what are the symptoms of follicular eczema? Well, they say it's an itchy rash, and it occurs, you know, in hair, you know, of the hair growth and it's not limited to the scalp again but it can include your arms, your legs, and anywhere else where hair grows and it can also include your trunk. They say you may notice small red bumps or flaky plaques dotting the affected area and general symptoms of follicular eczema itching Dry, flaky or scaly skin Thickened skin Skin infection Or oozing or weeping skin Okay So don't ignore it Whatever you do, don't ignore That, you know, any one of those symptoms, okay What causes follicular eczema? Well They say it's due to a complex connection between genetic disposition, predisposition, excuse me, and environmental factors, as I said a little while ago. And they say people with parents with eczema are much more likely to have eczema. Okay? They say that experts believe That genetic traits can cause changes in the skin's ability to provide a barrier. And because of that, it allows irritating and destructive, destructive substances to enter and moisture to leave more easily. And because of this, the skin is more susceptible to dehydration and inflammation from those irritating substances, okay? Well, hair follicles are little holes in the skin where hair grows from. Each hair follicle has a lining of skin cells, and those skin cells are vulnerable to changes caused by eczema, okay? So they say when a person comes in contact with an eczema trigger, those cells may react with an e- an eczema flare. Okay, so it'll flare up on you. Okay. Now the triggers are dust mites, certain fragrances, extreme weather conditions such as cold, hot, or windy pet dander, wool clothing, and food hypersensitivity. Okay? And that's pretty broad, if you think about it. It's pretty broad, broad. So the treatments for follicular eczema, and remember they're treatments because there's no cure for, you know, eczema or atopic dermatitis. And that also that also includes the follicular eczema. There's no there's no cure for that, but you can um, make sure that you learn the best ways to bathe and hydrate your skin to help it remain strong. Okay, and those treatments can include. Um, You applying a thick fragrance-free moisturizer regularly and after washing. Having shorter baths or showers in warm water and patting your skin dry afterwards. Wearing 100% cotton, loose-fitting clothing to prevent skin irritation. I know you may not want to wear cotton all the time, but listen, you know, you're trying to get rid of this stuff, right? You got to do what you got to do. Avoid fragranced products because those are the things that can really um, cause further skin irritation. And avoid any of those triggers. Remember the triggers, okay? They say when you have folicin, Follicular eczema rash, your doctor may also prescribe like a topical treatment to decrease inflammation and the itching. Okay? They say light therapy is another method of treating severe eczema and it involves exposing your skin to special light bulbs or a laser. And maybe that's too. Well keep your skin kind of dry but in a special way. That's what it sounds like to me. They say sometimes people with follicular eczema can take oral meds. Okay. Um, what else are they saying? Hmm. Alright. Now, They're saying, when should the doctor, when should you, I'm sorry, when should you contact your doctor? Okay. Well, you want to make sure you contact your doctor if you have an infection and you can tell when you have an infection, if there's a lot of pain. Oozing or swelling Okay, so You know, you're going to have the, that eczema looking skin And when it, it it's very painful If it's oozing, if it's swelling You want to make sure you get to the doctor To, you know Show him what's going on And if it starts to look real ugly if that rash begins to look really bad, you want to make sure you get to the doctor. Don't sit around and wait for it to flare up. But if you know it's looking worse than what it normally looks, make sure you know you get there. Okay. Now the doctors will diagnose your follicular. I'm getting tongue tied. I'm sorry. Follicular eczema. When they take like a medical history When they give you a test for like certain allergies And you want to make sure you go to a dermatologist as well Because those are the doctors that really focus on your skin And they will help you to determine what's going on with your body Okay Now they're talking about the factors that increase your risk of follicular eczema possibly. Now some of the risk factors, asthma, certain type of food intolerances or allergies are apparent with eczema. Check this out, frequent exposure to topical, oh my goodness. Smoke, tobacco smoke, chronic stress, hay fever, exposure to air pollution, exposure to dry and cold weather, exposure to excessively hot weather, wearing wool or tight-fitting clothes. And that's what's going to increase you know the your risk of getting this follicular eczema okay now there are some complications and those complications include fever again that oozing or weeping from the skin increased pain and swelling all of those again are indications of infection, okay, and they're saying that it may not even be possible to prevent this follicular eczema. Remember you know it's if you if you're like predisposed, then it's really difficult to prevent it. doesn't mean that you won't that you will definitely have it. But it does mean that, you know, you are, you know, you're going to be a little more, you know, mm prone, okay? So let me give you just a little bit more here. So they say that additional steps you can take to improve your skin's health. Again, some of these same things. They say avoid using hot water while bathing and use warm water instead. Take shorter showers and baths. Let me repeat that. Take shorter showers and baths. Especially if you live with somebody who's playing a water bill. <laughs> Moisturize your skin right after bathing. And whenever your skin feels dry, okay, wearing clothing that is breathable and made for from 100% cotton, again, you know, that may not be, you know, the sexiest thing for a woman to wear, but you can look sexy and itch, <laughs> Oh gosh They said choose your laundry detergent You know we talked about this Remember We talked about you know those Laundry products That don't have dye In it or fragrance In it And make sure you choose your Fragrance free skincare products Alright so those moisturizers And those Lotions and things like that, make sure they are fake fragrance free, okay, and they say protect the skin from extreme temperatures Alrighty so that's like that's really interesting now they have this other thing called keratosis ter- polaris. And they say that's another common skin condition. And adolescents and adults are more prone to get that. They say it causes red, bumpy skin in areas with hair follicles due to the buildup of keratin. And they say unlike eczema, keratosis polaris does not hurt or itch. It's just that red, bumpy area where the hair follicles are. They say, but like follicular eczema, keratosis polaris occurs where the hair follicles, you know, um, are. It's most common around your arms, your upper thighs, And they say, despite the fact that it can actually occur in other areas, they say that unlike follicular eczema, keratosis pilaris typically resolves on its own, and it does not usually require treatment. Okay? And, unfortunately, it is possible to have both The keratosis pilaris And eczema At the same time Well, so see that's why You need to not be sitting around Self diagnosing And make sure You get to a doctor So that You can um, You can be properly Diagnosed And properly treated Okay, Alrighty so you know i do um I do know about this follicular eczema in the hair on your head, your head, you know one of the girls, as a matter of fact, Shantice. Uh, experienced it with her. I would say she might have been about seven or so, yeah, and at the time. I didn't even realize she had eczema because she wasn't experiencing it on her um on her body but it was definitely in her head and I didn't know it didn't know it and at that time I can't think of the name of this shampoo but the shampoo was black it was a black medicated shampoo and you could buy it at your you know local pharmacy and I bought it, and it was like itchy for her, and it actually took, uh, created like a ball spot in her head, and it became very bumpy. It was itch her, you know. It was just it was just ugly, also because it had gotten, you know, ugly. And I washed it, and it just burst. All of like had become like kind of bumpy. And it just burst all the, you know, bumps and It worked wonders. Oh, my goodness. I can't think of the name of the shampoo at the time. But as soon as I I, I shampooed her hair, it immediately, immediately worked. And I had to shampoo her hair like that for about a week. Not behind, like, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, but, like, over a course of, like, every couple of days. And in about a couple of weeks, you could see... All, you know, it, it really worked and her hair grew back, you know, the bald spot was gone and it, it really worked, but it was very uncomfortable, had another daughter who it happened to and uh, it was different for her because it took a lot of her hair out and she took it like a champ. Oh my gosh, she took it like a champ and I couldn't figure out what was wrong. Um I didn't have that black stuff <laughs> anymore. They didn't sell it anymore. And when I took her to the dermatologist, they the, or her doctor, they couldn't figure out what was wrong. And I took her and there was a, a, an African American doctor and he, you know, I told him what was going on and he just, you know, looked through her hair. He said I know exactly what's going on and he had to remember and I'm telling you this for a reason one of the you know for shantice it worked externally for my other daughter. It worked differently as she he uh, he did ask me her weight, her age, and she had to get oral meds i didn't i don't think I put I maybe maybe some cream. I put on her hair. But what he said, and he told me, he said, all her hair is going to like, like in those areas, they had like little bits of hair. He said, you're going to see those areas come out really clean. And when I tell you, those areas became extremely, extremely nothing but scalp. And little by little, her hair came back just like a baby, just like an infant. And it came back, and it be but you could tell immediately that it was very healthy. And when it came back, it came back like, I mean, it was beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. And I had no problem after that. She had no problem after that. I had no problem after that. It was definitely, um, It was definitely, it worked wonders. I couldn't tell you what it was. I couldn't tell you how long it took, more than maybe two weeks. And her hair was back to normal. So just like I I gave you, you know, sometimes you have to have some type of an oral med. So, listen, you're going to go through a whole lot of stuff. But we did later on find out that it was hair eczema. Yeah. That's why nothing I used, no matter how much oil I used or no matter what, nothing worked. But that's how bad it had gotten. She had, like, scratched it so much, it had become infected. And it was just a mess. It was an absolute mess. But, listen, make sure you if you see these type things, like, again, it's not just your hair. It could be anywhere on your body. Go to the doctor. Make sure you know what you're dealing with, okay? All righty. Well, today is Therapeutic Thursday, and guess who we have back? We got our sister Gertie back with her segment, chest Talk with Gertie. And
2: let's say good morning.
1: Good morning, our sister Gertie.
2: Good morning, good morning, good morning. <laughs>
1: How, are, How you? are you?
2: I'm wonderful. Can't complain. Thanking yes. God for a life, health, friends. One more day. We're in new mercy. Amen. That's good. Amen,
1: amen, amen. Thank you so much for joining us. Now, just in case somebody's on for the first time, and they don't know who Gertie Gordon is, why don't you just give us a a brief introduction as to who you are? Tell everybody who you are.
2: Sure. Um, Above all else, I am a child of God, also a daughter, sister, mother, wife, entrepreneur, and minister. Specifically, um, Okay. (laughs) Specifically through entrepreneurship, Um, I bridge the gap between artistry for beauty professionals and business. All
1: right, all right. How long have you been um, doing hair?
2: Oh, gosh, I started since I was eight years old. So I'm 44 now, so I started when I was eight. Um, But I've been doing it professionally and licensed for 23 years. Wow,
1: wow, wow. That's Mm -hmm. pretty exciting. That is pretty mm-hmm. exciting. Well, you mm-hmm. were on with us last month. And for all of you who may have missed last <coughs> month's segment, our Trust Talk with Gertie segment for the month of March, she started out with a phenomenal testimony. It was unexpected for her and for, for me But it was a wonderful introductory journey. It really was. And it was a definite testament as to who God is and who God can be in your life unexpectedly. How things, you know, how he he just works all things out. All things out. He Mm -hmm. really does. So um, please, when this is over, go back and listen to last month's segment um, and I'm going to call on my, uh, it was in the beginning of the month, so I'm going to call on my girl, Katie, to send me over the the, uh, the date, because I don't have my, oh, excuse me, boy, they're on it, they're on it, Sister Gertie, mm-hmm. it was March 2nd, mm-hmm. I, didn't okay. y- I didn't even get, I didn't even get our caddy to get me the information, so, I, <laughs> see, I thought you it was going to be a hit. they even can tell me when you were on, they it was it was a phenomenal phenomenal segment and we talked about you know again the hair and the pulling of the hair and oh my goodness it was great so today we're going to talk about something a little different i did ask
0: um
1: for questions to be sent in and one of the biggest questions was hair loss and alopecia so, right. I did give that to our sister Gertie, and I did, you know, tell her I was going to pull up some points of this here, um, hair loss and alopecia thing, and right. see what she could give us, since she's the expert on this, <laughs> and... Let's can we talk about like before we get into the alopecia itself can we just spend mm-hmm. a little time talking about the reasons why your you know possible reasons why your hair could fall out can we start there would you mind or would you right. like to give an introduction on it
2: Well um alopecia and hair loss are um they're interchangeable words alopecia it it means um the loss of hair Where some people, I'm not sure um, how many people are aware that there are several different types of alopecia, and it's the different types that really understanding which type of alopecia you have and hopefully being properly diagnosed will be tremendous in your treatment. For instance, um, alopecia areata. And um, this one is thought to be autoimmune. And so um, a lot of times I hear people talking about alopecia and they're, they're relegating it to be an autoimmune disease. However, it's a condition, um, that's a specific type of condition that you experience with alopecia aviata. It's autoimmune and it, it just literally causes your hair to fall out. Um, usually you'll find that it's um, like round or oval patches on the scalp. And um, when, I, when I logged in, I heard you start talking about, um, I heard the ending part of your um, testimony with your daughter. Um, I believe you were saying that it was round. So some people yes. do have it. Um, the different patches on the scalp. And it can also be in other areas of the body that grow hair. Areata, which is one type of alopecia, there are subtypes of alopecia areata. And um, they include patchy alopecia areata, um, alopecia totalis which is um, um, all of the hair on your head being gone alopecia universalis which is all of the hair on your body um going wow out. so just of that, right so it can get very very in-depth and um it's really key to understand what the cause is we also have androgenetic alopecia which is pattern hair loss so we have female pattern hair loss and we have male pattern hair loss and um, it differs in the way the alopecia is made manifest or present um, in men and women with men we've all seen it it normally starts um, with a small kind of like a U, in the top of their head and it'll it'll gradually get wider and wider like from temple to temple and across the top of the head so you'll find then with male pattern baldness, they tend to, the hair from the temple down normally is what lasts the longest, and the hair at the top, and that's where we have the term of the, the comb over or the flip over, taking hair from one side and trying to cover over to the other side. With women, however, it's a little bit different with female pattern baldness. Um, if the hair is styled like with a part, normally you'll start seeing the part gradually getting wider and wider. Um, And with women, it tends to be a more diffused um, hair loss, like it's kind of more all over. You're starting to see that the hair is feeling finer and finer all over. So it's important to to recognize that. Then um, we have um, scarring alopecia, and it's... um, the scarring alopecia is where the actual, um, there are different conditions that when um, we don't know exactly what triggers it, but there's different conditions that destroy the follicle. And um, for those who were on last month, we you know what the follicle is. It's the, the hole that the hair comes out of. And so um, the follicle is destroyed and it's replaced with scar tissue. And so because of the scar tissue, like pretty much, clogging up and, and um, feeling the follicle, the hair can no longer grow, and that causes permanent, um, permanent hair loss. And so you'll find that on the, the sides, the, the front, the lower part of the, the scalp. Um, like I said, there's so many that we can go into. We also have um, <clears throat> our hair grows in three different phases. And, and um, one of the phases is called the telogen phase, and that's actually the fallout phase. So we have the growing phase, the resting phase, and the fallout phase. And so with this type of alopecia, the more hairs than usual are what um, actually fall out, you know, and so you'll have a lot of shedding, a lot of shedding, um, so much so that it's noticeable, and we it's, it's obvious that there's something going on here. Um one of the common alopecia that we have, especially in our community, is traction alopecia. And unfortunately, this alopecia is one that can actually be avoided. And it's a, it's literally when hair is pulled out um, due to um, the way we choose to style our hair or to maintain our hair. And it's really just pulling hair out. And so you can experience that. Um, people automatically default to thinking that the traction alopecia is coming from braids or weeds. But you, you'll find people that they will do a bun with their own hair for years and years and years, and that can cause traction alopecia. So um, this one is um, the most unfortunate to me because it can be avoided, um, but oftentimes we fall victim to it, especially in our communities. And so in addition to um, um, hair being braided too tight or pulled too tight, we, if we tend to stay with the same style over and over again, it can cause tracheal alopecia. And um, one of the last ones where it's not as commonly known um, or identified, but it's common among um, as a, um, how do I say, as a uh, common mechanism, I guess, is um trickle to low mania, and that's the actual pulling of hair but it's pulled not from your styling or different style options but it's a psychological condition where you if you're watching tv or if you're working you're on the computer you have your hand in your hair and while you're swirling it or what have you you're, you're literally pulling the hair out um it can be very severe in some people where they're actually um just pulling the hair um on the scalp Eyebrows and eyelashes, and um, that's one that, like I said, I'm sure as I'm saying it, you probably think thinking to yourself at times that you may have been doing it yourself, or you know someone, but um, that's also a type of um, alopecia, and it's um, it's a psychological condition, and so these all can be treated. Um, but what's key, just as in other um, diseases, is um, early detection and um, being quick to look to remedy it in the safest way possible. So that was a lot. <laughs> but just wanted to put that out there, you know, like just come in strong with it and then we can delve deeper into it on different ways that we can minimize <clears throat> or even eliminate, um, alopecia where where possible.
1: Wow. Wow. Wow, sister Gertie. I hope they were taking notes, but the best part about it is it's on demand. Oh, so you can get it back. You can get it back. Before I go any further, I want to give this number, 347-566-1406. Again, that number is 347-566-1406. Please text us with Any questions you may have, okay, while our Sister Gertie is on, you want to get these questions asked and answered. And as you can hear, she is well versed, so you don't want to miss this opportunity and hang up, and then you're like, I should have asked. Ask, (laughs) again, let me give you this number, three, four, seven. 566-1406. Five six six one four zero six. I do have a question already, but I want to, before we go there, I want to go over some of the other reasons why we could actually be losing our hair, and then we can come back to the alopecia pin, okay? So they say one of the reasons why we could be losing our hair is aging. How about that one, Sister Gertie?
2: Absolutely. So, um, as we know, everything is pretty much um, in our lives. You know, as when we were younger, the vibrancy, the thickness, the density of our hair, um, even with, like, our bones. You know, as we're um, aging, these things are deteriorating and um, getting less and less, you know, for lack of a better word. And so the same thing that happens with our hair. Our density is the actual amount of hair that we have on our head. As we're aging, the density increases. So we're, we're having lesser amount of hair on the head. Um, and it happens um, just because as we're, um, as we're aging, um, some of our follicles are actually closing up as a natural process. It's not autoimmune. It's not um, DHT or anything else causing it. But that's just a natural progression. Um, also the actual diameter of our hair strands. So we have density, which is the amount of hair on our head, diameter, which is the, the width or the thickness of the hair, each hair strand that starts um, getting thinner. And so um, it's a process called miniaturization, where the actual hair strand um, gets smaller and smaller. And so that's, that's it's part of the course. It's just a part of us... Um, our natural aging process, you know, just like your your nails may have been really strong, and, and it varies with different people. So some people, they can die with what seems like a head full of hair, but I can guarantee you that that quote-unquote head full of hair is not the same amount of hair as when they were 15 and 20 years old, you know, and so we, we also have to keep in mind that it's subjective, right? So someone someone can say, oh, my hair is so thin, and you're looking like, what? You have a head full of hair. But for them, if they know where they were and how much hair they did have to where they are now, it can be significantly different. So we, we also got to bear in mind that it's um, it's subjective, you know, for each person. But, yeah, that's, very, that's uh, very common, and it's a natural part of the life cycle. All right, all right. Genetic. Yeah, it's, um, right. So some people are of the belief that you, there are certain things that you can do and be and um, that is what go, is going to give you hair and your hair can grow forever. And I am of the school of thought that we all have a genetic length predisposition for our hair, that um, you ever find someone, no matter what they do, their hair always gets to a certain point and doesn't grow past that. There are some instances where it can be something going on but a lot of times that's just i believe what is someone's genetic predisposition that that's just the length that their hair is going to grow um and wow. so right <laughs> uh, i've been told this i never really did research to like affirm it or not but um i've heard years uh, years ago and i've heard it a few times since that um I don't know where it, where it originated from, but that our hair. We normally inherit our hair from um, our father's side. I don't know how true that is, you know, if it's all old white pillow, if there's anything, but that's what I've heard. In some instances, you know, it could be a coincidence that I have seen that, and others where I have seen But definitely if you have one, um what be an autoimmune or something that you know kind of like your mother had it your grandmother had it your father had it what have you that you can also inherit it too so um so hair definitely has a connection genetically <laughs>
1: gertie you girl i have to tell you i had to keep everything from laughing i i have a daughter who always says
0: this problem
1: is from my father <laughs> Really? You see? Yes, 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 yes. From. It is so, I, it's, I, it's I, hilarious. I, oh, it's my a, goodness. Yeah. She says, it all, a, she says right. it all the time. She says it all the time. She says it all the yeah, time. She yeah, says it all the time. What if my mother had, you know, finer hair and, um, you know, the okay. rest of us have you know, a better grade of hair. And she always says,
2: okay.
1: oh, this is from my father's side. And so when you said it, I'm like, ooh, <laughs> I can imagine what she must be saying to herself right now. That is hilarious. That is hilarious. Oh, my goodness.
2: What are going to talking about? It. Like, I've heard it so many times.
1: Really? Wow, wow, yes. wow. Wow. Yeah. That's
2: so, like I said, interesting. is actual research to confirm it or not? but it's okay. something that i've heard for years
1: wow years. wow wow <laughs> i would love to 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 uh to hear the uh science on that one or if it's an actual fact that would be so interesting right. but when you said it it didn't click at first and then when you <laughs> went in for about a you know a, a little bit i was like wait a minute she always said that yeah. so Yep. I am I'm sure. I'm sure. Um <laughs> I'm sure she's going to be siding with that thought.
0: All right, <laughs> now you
1: you've mentioned the autoimmune condition uh, b- uh before. And mm-hmm. you know how you know how uh how common is that, if you will? I know you don't know, you know, um, you know every single case, but is that really um, something that some people should be concerned about?
2: Well, the thing is, we don't necessarily go in and do testing for autoimmune diseases. It's normally a okay. that comes like a secondary. It's like, okay, what's happening? What's going on? You know what I mean? Something's happening. I'm not sure what it is. Okay. And so we do it by like process of elimination. At least that's in my experience. And so okay. um, that's how. That's how we found it, and then, then it order further, it goes from, okay, something's going on, I'm not sure what it is. Let me go get some testing, and we see what it is, and so then process of elimination, and then from there, different things are revealed, like, oh, wow, so you know what? Yes, we have this in my family, what happened? That's how it kind of reveals what's genetic also. You know, it's, okay. it's a progression like that. A perfect example is <clears throat> I had a guest, I had her for years. And um, I'm really big on properly doing relaxers. I'm not anti-relaxer. I always say the relaxer, but the devil is the one applying it.
0: <laughs> and, um,
2: <laughs> so for for years we were um, doing her hair. We were uh, her hair was thriving and doing well. And then I started to notice she didn't necessarily have hair loss, but the actual hair was changing. And I'm like, mm, what you know what's going on here? And so actually, let me piggyback. Let me go back a little bit before her. I had another guest, we weren't sure what was going on, and the hair was changing, but she had, um, it was long strands of um, hair loss, so that automatically, for me, lets me know that, okay, something's going on internally. Long story short, come to find out, that's how she was, um, found out she had lupus, and so, right, so that opened that whole door to me to understanding, you know, okay, how these things affect the hair. Um, and kind of like what the what their hair feels like and looks like. And so I can start I'm by no means am my doctor, but just from 20 plus years of doing this and seeing it repeatedly, certain things I can identify, right? Um, and there's hey. been a few times where I've actually identified stuff and sent them to the doctor and they confirmed what I told them that I thought it was. You know, it's, it's, it's amazing. So wow. fast forward to this, this next guest, Kim. I've been doing her here for a while. We didn't color, we relaxed it, she was um, consistent, she's a health buff, you know, she um, is actually a gym teacher, like, you know, all of, the, and she was young, in her 20s, and so all of the check marks for a healthy head of hair, she was checking them off, but we couldn't understand the overall how her hair was feeling. So, um, so I had to start, with kind of like my process of elimination, changing certain things, so I changed the type of relaxer. You know, I used something just very, very mild, and we still fucked with the hair. Mind you, the hair wasn't falling out. It wasn't breaking. The hair was just changing. It just felt different, you know? And so okay. um, we did that, and it wasn't changing. I was changing the products I was using. Um, I sent her to an endocrinologist to go over. You know, we just kept doing just different, testing different things. Um, we stopped relaxing it. You know, we started to grow it out. You know, she still... The, the texture just changed And so finally After it was a good I would say 12 to 18 months It was like a good year, year and a half She finally was diagnosed with celiac disease
1: Oh
2: um, Right and, and celiac disease is you know where you have to do Gluten for everything And can you believe once She had the diagnosis we knew, And she just removed Gluten from her diet Everything, her hair started to go back to, to um, normal. You know, everything looks fine. So it's just, um, to answer the question, so with genetics or just different things, that's how it connects with hair because your hair, just like your eyes and your skin, they normally reveal something that's going on internally, which will trigger the response for you to start to go get testing, right? And so and right. also through the years, in my experience, I recognize and realize that um, you don't always have to necessarily go to a dermatologist
0: because dermatologists
2: don't um, don't necessarily always know. Um, And sometimes a lot of things that are happening, I would uh, quicker send someone. If it's not something that's like topical, like on the surface of the skin, I'll quicker send someone to an an endocrinologist to get tested because we'll find out what's going on. Much quicker than that. Wow. Okay. Wow. Right.
1: Nice, nice, nice. Boy, nice description. And I like when you, you kept saying it wasn't falling out more than it was changing. Because a lot of people, we don't yes. know how to term it. You know what I'm saying? And I, I always say, right. you know, when you go to the doctor, know what to say. You know, if you go up in the doctor and right. you're talking, oh, you're going somewhere and you're saying, well, listen, my hair's falling out, but it's not really falling out more than it's changing, then we're giving right. a wrong descriptive. And now we're, we're not even giving ourselves a good start because now someone's starting in another area where they need to be starting right. on the left-hand side. So, you know, we right. just the technologies alone can make the difference. One of the other Absolutely. things I wanted you to touch on before we started getting to uh, a couple of the questions um, that we mm-hmm. have, stress, I've had people say, you know, a lot of times, you know, my hair came out, All oh, my hair fell out because of stress, and now my hair, once my hair fell out, it doesn't grow back, it hasn't grown back. What What can we learn today, um, Sister Gurry, about this stress um, and losing your hair and the fact of
2: whether it can come back or it won't? Right. So, um... If we're touching back on what we went over last month with regard to healthy hair, um, the the bedrock of healthy hair is starting the inside out, right? And so when we're in a state of stress, our hormones are all jacked up. Our hormones are all jacked up, and it also leads to we're not having healthy blood flow to the scalp. If the ha- if the scalp and your hair at the root, the papilla, this is subcutaneous; it's underneath the skin. If you're not getting a healthy blood flow there, then it's um, deficient. So it's not getting what it needs to thrive. And so what happens, eventually that hair is not able to grow. It's too weak. Um, And that's from underneath. It's not being nervous. You're not getting the right nutrients. that headquarters, the papilla, the root of your hair, is not given enough to sustain healthy hair that we see on the outside. So stress plays a huge role in it. And what people sometimes we're not recognizing is like, we all live with a certain level of stress, correct? And that, that's just life. Right. And that's different from when we're having seasons of high stress or something traumatic that happens, and it affects us differently. Oftentimes, when going through these seasons of high stress, that's not when you're experiencing the hair loss. The hair loss comes after that season, like like shortly thereafter, when your hormone levels are trying to normalize and you're um, starting to come, come back down, quote, unquote, that's when you'll experience the hair loss, that you'll see the fallout. That's just like when women are pregnant, they um, are saying, oh, my hair was, was growing and it was doing so beautifully and then I had the baby and all my hair fell out. And that's not necessarily the case. What happens is when you're pregnant with your heightened hormones and all that's going on for you to be able to produce and provide the nutrients to your baby, it also is helping with your hair, your skin, your nails. And um, specifically with your hair, it's, uh, the resting phase lasts longer. And so you're not shedding as much hair. And so that's why the hair feels thicker. It's not that the actual diameter or density of the hair is increasing. It's just that you're retaining more hair. And then once you um, deliver the baby postpartum and your your body is starting to normalize, then you'll find that all of that hair that was um, in that longer phase of um, resting, that hair starts to shed in addition to your regular shedding. And so that's why it's like, whoa, so much hair has come out. And some people have experienced postpartum shedding, like near the temples where the hair, um, they do experience some hair loss. But that should, um, really, the hair should recoup and um, normalize itself. You know, normally between six months to a year and a half.
1: Okay, okay. Now, for those who may say, you know, I lost my hair due to some high level of stress, and this high level mm-hmm. of stress going on for quite a bit of time, can their hair grow back? Because some people say it's just never. Can, yeah, it's never come back after that. Once I lost it during that stressful period, my hair has never been the same.
2: Right. Well, it depends. It depends on what the cause of the stress was. It depends on how bad the stress was. It, it depends on other factors that are affecting it. It may not just be that. That could have triggered something autoimmune. You know what I mean? Or something else. So it really depends, and it's a case-by-case. Case. But if it's something okay. where, okay, you... You went through something traumatic, and um, it's not—it—it wasn't—it's um, something that you were able to re- recover from and um, normalize your your cortisol, normalize your, your healthy blood to your scalp. Normally, the hair does come back. It takes a while; it's a process, but the hair does come back. If you find that it's not coming back, I would do further investigation into um, other things that that season could have triggered or caused.
1: And don't we have to take care of our hair, Sister Gertie? We can't expect for, our, you know, for, for us to just, okay, so the stress is going and we're not going to take care of it?
2: You you cut up. Say that one more time.
1: I was saying that shouldn't we take care of our hair? You know, some people, they, they lose their hair and then it's like they just lose the desire. So you want to see your hair come back, but you don't do anything. You just sit there right, and you let right. it stay a mess. You've got to take care of it. So how should they right. be treating their hair once they've noticed that they've lost hair and now the stress level is a lot lower now? What should they do to help to, you know, boost their own growth?
2: Well, it has to start um, internally. They have to be mindful of what they're ingesting. What are they eating? What are you feeding the temple? You know, the, the outside, the topical, that's, you know, that's bottom tier. That's at the end. The main thing is what, what are you doing to feed your temple? How are you nourishing? What are you doing internally that is going to eventually come out externally?
1: Absolutely. And we talked about that last month when we. Correct. Your segment, we talked about, you know, the food that you eat and, you know, your diet. So go back go back and listen. You know, that's why I brought that up again because we don't eat properly. And if we don't eat properly, then we can't expect these things to happen because like you said, what we do topically is 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 the last step. Remember I said a little while ago, right before you came on, excuse me, I said one daughter had the the issue with the hair eczema and I just used that medicated shampoo and excuse me, it it cleared it right up and in a matter of a couple of weeks the head the the scout was healthy, blah blah blah. My other daughter, the the doctor really had to give her he asked for her body weight and he asked for her age. He gave her her medicine based on that and I had to make sure I fed her certain things. And sure enough, sure enough as soon as I started giving her that stuff and we, you know, shifted her diet a little bit, when I tell you, oh, my goodness, the scalp was absolutely beautiful, the hair came back like a baby's bottom. I mean, it was just beautiful, better than I think she had even started. And she always had a very good grade of hair. So um, it, it does start with what goes on internally. So, you know, we got to make sure we, you know, faith without works is dead. we got to make sure we do this thing here. We can't just expect to be throwing some new stuff on our scalp and, you know, now all of a sudden things are going to change. We've got to work at this thing. All right. Right. So, thank
2: you for And remember, as we said earlier, as you're aging, your hair is changing and it's changing in the direction of, of getting less, of you know what I mean? So we have to constantly keep that in mind.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. So all of these things matter, our beautiful listeners. All these things matter. Well, my (laughs) sister Gertie, we have some questions here. And one of the questions, edges, my edges, my edges (laughs) come out and... Could that be from alopecia? It, it could, you know. Could be. Could, what? What are we talking about? What different reasons? What are the different reasons we could be losing our edges? Now you touched on something last month. You touched on uh-huh. something earlier, so let's let's
2: let's start there. Right. So with your edges, um, just remember for all people, our hairline is the the weakest area of our hair, and so. It's so easy to lose your edges. However, you can take precaution to not lose your, your edges. Normally, um, losing your edges are a result of traction alopecia. The, the alopecia that I say can be avoided when we lose our edges is it, from that. Um, so are you pulling your hair back? Are you brushing it too much? Especially the front hairline. We wash our face every day, or I'm assuming we wash our faces every day. And so that area is getting wet and dry and wet and dry. If we're not properly moisturizing that area, if we're constantly like with our head scarves, you know, it's pulled like we pull our ears out. So there's so much trauma that's happening to our hairline in addition to different styling options, you know, that coupled with the fact that our hairline is the weakest part of our hair, it's kind of, um, it's no surprise that so many people are losing their edges. You know, while traction alopecia is unfortunate and it's common, that's not the only um, traction alopecia from wigs and weaves and braids. It's also how we're treating our hairline with just everyday things that we do. Like I said, washing your face, that your hairline getting wet and dry repeatedly, that happening repeatedly, and we're not properly moisturizing it. Um, if we're using um a brush that's too hard for our hair, especially at the hairline, especially like, you know, when um girls are looking to do the baby hair or, or you know, what have you, using these edge controls that are literally popping the hair off. Um, the brush is too much in that area. Those are all things that we can be mindful of and we can be um we have more control on it not affecting the hair. So it's like
1: I'm gonna, go ahead, okay.
2: Depending depending on depending on how long and the uh, the trauma to the hairline, you there there you you can grow it back as long as there's no scar tissue there. Um, but you have to be patient. It's not. Um, it comes out quicker than it comes back in, right? And it comes out quicker because it's being pulled out. So for it to come back in. For it to grow back in, it takes, um, it takes some time.
1: Okay. Wow, wow, wow. Okay. Got a mm-hmm. couple of other questions coming in. Is there sure. an edge control that's healthy?
2: That's a good question. The answer is yes and no. Even the healthiest of edge control can be damaging when not properly applied or done. Right? So there are some edge controls that I just am like, they should ban these, right? When it's just that type of lard and it's not, um, the focus is on laying the hair down so much and sometimes it can be too heavy of a type of edge control for the hair that it's being used on, right? Mm. So if someone has really thick, pinky hair that you need to make that heavy, okay. That's not bad. It won't pull their hair out. But if someone has really, really fine edges to begin with and you're using that edge control, it can pull it right out upon application. You see what I'm saying? Wow. So
1: wow. Wow.
2: I always say to do your research and go with one that could be more, um, that's catered to natural hair or natural ingredients and follow the directions on how to use it oftentimes with an edge control, it's not enough to just put the edge control. You either need a brush or a comb to smooth it out. And oftentimes people aren't doing that properly, which is why they end up having this this heavier product just sitting on the hair and then it's, um, it's gray or white or um, cloudy looking and it's not doing what it's supposed to do because it wasn't applied properly. <laughs>
1: So you didn't mention a, a hair control. An edge control, I'm sorry. Right, you didn't mention any one in particular. You just mentioned one you said they had lard in it, right?
2: No, I said it's like lard. This like so lard. There, right. There are so many different ones and so, um oh, I'm sorry, did the airplane going go by? There's so many different ones and so um this I'm not a fan of edge control I tend to use cream and and that's the reason sorry I have to stop my call. there's um there's a um i like the ones that are like creams or even the ones that can be like a hair wax um a light natural based hair wax you know a water soluble hair hair wax and so um There are a few different um, brands. Like, I use Innocence Organic Beauty. I like their line. Um, I also really like Caracare, you know, which is um, tried and true. It's an oldie but goodie. Um, Design Essentials has the almond and avocado line. Um, What else do I like? There's one that is not bad. I just, you know, proceed with caution. It's uh, meat braid and organic something. It comes in like a green jar with white a white label i think green writing so those are a little bit um more conscious for you i'm not a fan of like the um what is it called the um is it edge max or the edge booster comes in different colors i'm not a fan of those i'm not a fan of jam um years ago i used to use Hicks is a black-owned company, black-owned hair. Um, I think one of the first original hair um, edge controls for natural hair to do ponytails and for um, braiding. However, that one is very thick. So on the wrong head of hair, it can pull the hair out.
1: Okay, okay.
2: But for the one that I use, um, and I can text it to you with the, the writing. Um, so you can have it. Um, okay. in excellent, sense organic beauty, um, and clever care. Those are my oh, – and design essential. Those are my top four. Okay. That I personally okay. – and I'll, I'll customize it based on who.
1: Okay, okay. And that goes back to, again, who's applying it. You talked about that a lot last month about, you know, when right. the wrong person – you know, it could be right. even the wrong person using the right thing, it still can go wrong. So, right. you know, it, it, you so it, much. It, it really has everything to do with that as well, which brings my next question.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Since you're talking about that, and I'll come back to the loss of the edges. I, I actually watched this, this wig come off, and now alcohol being applied to whatever right. this, this thing is that the wig this looks like some elastic stuff. And I'm saying to myself, and this is healthy for the hair? I'm like, oh, gosh, right. what are we doing? Now, uh, to me, that's just uh, that's just my my eyeballing it. And, you know, I'm, I'm watching right. her twist this thing here, and she's pulling it. Is that good for the hair, Sister Gertie? What should we be doing to get rid of these, this, this stuff that comes with, it, with wearing the wigs for our edges?
2: Well, that's a, a hot item. It's a hotly debated item. I, I'm i like, beware, stay away. That's my personal, you know, even um, I, with the wigs that I've made or just have um, customized for guests, I don't do, um, it's glueless wigs. It's with the band and properly educating on how to uh, maintain it. So I'm not okay. a fan of that. Now, um, the sister that created like bold holds, she has claimed that um, most people have cheap imitations and that's what's pulling the hair out. Um, I just, it gives me pause putting that, like I said, and it gives me pause because the hairline is already the weakest part of the hair. Right. So you're putting all that tension and you're, you're rubbing against the hairline with not only an adhesion, but with the lace and with the band and with all of that stuff, it's all of it is compromising. You know, it's, compromise on an already compromised area of the head, it's no wonder people are losing their edges. Right. You know, from that. Hey, All right. So I I don't ascribe to it. I don't use it. I don't do the glue. And I've seen some people do some fabulous work with it. And my biggest question is with um especially with I call them the social media stars and the social media influencers. They're not really showing that person in six months they're not really showing what's happening under the wig what's going on with their hairline they're just showing the end result or the process and they're just showing these things but it's one of those things you need to see in the long term what's happening what's going on
1: long term okay
2: not just for the moment of it looking great
1: right you know right 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 that's what i'm saying i'm saying you know when the when the wigs are on and you know, that's what you're seeing. You're not seeing any possible trauma. You're not seeing whatever right. the treatment needs to be. You're not seeing what. what how do you properly take this, these wigs off. I'm telling you, I've seen this several times, and I'm like, I'm watching this squirt of the alcohol, and and I'm like, I see it, like, twisting. And I'm like, it appears as though you're just twisting, like, whatever this stuff. This, but I'm sure like with your eyelashes, you pulling off natural hair or you're destroying follicles with this process. And I'm saying, well, right. what's going to happen after this whole wig removal process is over? Now your natural hair is now messed up because of what you just got finished doing. So should they be using the alcohol to remove this, this wig stuff?
2: Well, if that's the only thing that's going to um, that's going to soften or remove, because the alcohol is what's used to, I guess deactivate the sticking agent or the sticking ingredient. So you need the alcohol to. Um, okay. So that that in and of itself can may not necessarily be an issue per se, and I say that loosely. It's what are you doing afterward. When you after you use alcohol to remove it, are you uh, making sure to to spray water in that area, to cleanse it properly, to now re-moisturize it, to you know, to treat that area or is it just okay. I just get the alcohol, I wipe it, wipe it, wipe it, and then I go on to styling and do something differently and you have that alcohol residue left on on the hair in a in a traumatic area or in a, on a traumatic matter. You know? And let's not forget so what should they not do? only Well, like I said, I just, um, my tool of thought and how I do those things, I don't use those glues or anything. The most I'll do is some hairspray that i like, to spray to, like, lay it down, and then I'll put a wrap strip and let it set. But I don't do glue for those reasons. I don't believe in it. I don't think it's healthy for the hair. And something that we're not talking about that people oftentimes um, overlook is the fact that Doing these the wigs and doing all of these other hair augmentations becomes addictive. And it becomes addictive to the point where not only to your point when you're removing them, you're, you're also pulling out and removing some of your hair. But you get so used to how these things feel that now your own hair, your natural hair, which once was fine, you feel is too thin. Or it's not giving you what you want. It's because you've gotten so used to the augmented hair, the additional hair. You know, okay. and I use even more. And I've heard it. I know women who are like, Well, I'm never gonna use my own hair, do my own hair, so I don't really care what happens. I'm gonna always go away till I Whoa. die. Oh Yeah. Uh, wow.
1: You know, wow, right. mm-hmm.
2: wow. Right. And this one,
1: wow.
2: i was kidding.
0: Wow.
2: I was okay. All right. So they, they've already resolved that it doesn't even matter to them, you know, and that's unfortunate. But you know yeah, know. because
1: you know this is something that's natural. This is what God gave us, and for whatever right. the reason, is, for whatever the reason is, you've opted to you know destroy it or not care for it because you have an alter an artificial alternative, right. and it's like wow, that's where we've come in life. You know where I'll just do, right. do whatever's easy is. It doesn't matter. So that's why I'm like wow because I I couldn't even imagine but you know don't we do do it do people do that all the time with drugs and alcohol and you know eating unhealthy and so we do it anyway so I guess the hair just ain't no different.
0: (laughs) All right, Right. let me go back to our
1: questions, (laughs) Mr. Gertie. So what? Okay, so we have the the issue of the edges and we. Let me make sure I get this proper question, okay um is there an alopecia condition where you start losing your hair around the edges first?
2: yes there there is um I'll look it up and I'll send you, but there is one okay, where that's where it starts okay. right to the edges and goes back and um. It's kind of like from ear to ear, the front. um, I want to say it's frontal lobal alopecia, but please don't quote me on that. To answer the question, yes, there is. I don't remember the exact technical term. I'll have to just research it, and I can send the answer. I'll text it in.
1: Okay. Okay, we'll take that. We'll take that. Thank you. Now, we're talking about the edges again. And you mentioned mm-hmm. earlier, because I had a question, and you mm-hmm. kind of touched on it, the trauma. You know, so I, I know someone who there was, um, they had braids in their hair, and one mm-hmm. of the braids that were that was on the perimeter of the hair, the edge, was ripped out, and oh boy. that probably destroyed that area.
2: Right. Right. The traction alopecia, um, with, it was a traumatic traction alopecia, and so the follicle could have been destroyed. And then when the follicle was destroyed, you, it developed scar tissue. And once the scar tissue is there, there's, um, you can't do anything about it. It's just the scar tissue. And that would be one of the, the hardest parts with, because um, I have a uh, hair um, um, microscope that magnifies them. That's one of the hardest things to let a client know that there's not much, there's nothing that we can do outside of you doing surgery for this because there's scar tissue. And even depending on how long you've had the scar tissue, how deep it, um, it's developed that there's nothing you can do. Even with surgery, you can't do transplant or what have you. It's just, it is what it is. And it's, that's very unfortunate. Right.
1: Wow. Okay. Okay. Now, you know, there's other reasons why, like you said, you know, some people sit and twirl their hair. I've seen that happen. What happens when their hair is thinned by glasses? That constant, you know, rubbing of your glasses and now that, that area becomes weakened. What can you do with that or can you do anything about that?
2: Well, that's the thing. That's one of the casualties of war, as it were, because that's Traction Alopecia. <laughs> yeah, that's Traction Alopecia, so there's not much you can do um, Okay. because you have to go. Because, and what we're finding with some people now, from wearing the masks for these past few years, the mask where the, the strings are with the mask, it's um, people's hair have broken, popped off, or um, and are pulled out.
1: Okay. Wow. That's okay. That's another
2: issue that resurface with COVID and <clears throat> with long-term COVID people are having issues with um, they're calling it COVID hair loss.
1: Wow. Wow. Right. So
2: there's still, there's still a lot of research being done on that. So um, it's, it's a, a theme that's been kind of presented and brought out and a concern that um, I've been experiencing in a lot of my classes Without saying that a lot of people are coming in with COVID hair loss, but there's not a long, a lot of research on it right now because of just the the time. You need time to right. do these studies and right. research to see. So it's um it's a lot of speculation. However, you know there are some patterns that we're finding that people that had COVID, depending on um. Their own autoimmune where they are already the same way with how COVID affected people differently based on what was if they had pre-existing right, conditions and all right. Yeah, those are and considered in how this is causing um, what they're saying to be COVID. Um, what is it? COVID induced hair loss.
1: Okay. Okay. Wow.
2: So it definitely
1: this was another another question. I want to make sure I wrote it down. I hope I didn't. Make sure I lost it. Hmm. Okay, our sister Gertie is on for another couple of minutes. So let me give you this number, 347-566-1406. And we're talking about alopecia. We're talking about hair loss. We're talking about edges, losing your edges. And if you have any questions, make sure you... um. Okay, so I'm getting the question as to how can that be treated, but I don't know what. Please, you know, make make it a little clearer what you're asking, because I thought I, I did ask, but I, I apologize. Oh, okay, so if you just have a general um, edge loss, how can you treat that? That's what they're asking. Maybe you answered, maybe you haven't.
2: Um. I feel that I answered it. I, I think the question saying a general edge loss, it's, it's not general. Something's causing it, right? So okay. it's it's, it's um, if you have a type of alopecia that's affecting it, um, an autoimmune type of alopecia that's affecting it internally, so that can be addressed with being able to get treated for the autoimmune that's causing it. You know what I mean? Um, yes, yes, yes. That can... If it's traction, that's causing the edge loss. Stop doing what you're doing to pull it out. <laughs> you know what right, I mean?
1: Right, right, right.
2: it's where you're pulling it. So um, it's not a case where someone is just randomly um, okay. losing their edges. You know what I mean? Okay. Um, even okay. if you have um, some uh, receding hairlines. You know what I mean? So you, we can find different things that may, may be happening autoimmune to try to treat it. But... Those are your, your more common causes. Are, um, um, and like with aging, if your hair is overall thinning, um, like I was saying before with the density and the, um, the diameter of the hair. But if you're losing your edges due to traction, which is normally um, the main cause, you've got to stop what you're doing. And that could be you're always just pulling your hair back. You know, for right. what you're using what you're using to tie your hair down at night. You know those um, those bandanas are a no no.
1: Okay. You want
2: to use uh, that silk. You know.
1: Okay, okay. So satin and silk is the way to go on your hair instead of the cotton bandanas. Um, let me ask you something. The band for the what do you call that thing? The bonnet. Does that aid in taking your
2: edges off at all? It can if you have it on your hairline. So what happens is because some people say it's uncomfortable, they're not used to it, nine times out of ten people are pulling their ears out. And this is something, even with my guests, I'll argue with them. Like, get used to having it going over your ear. Because once you pull your ear out of that, it is inevitably chasing away and pulling at your hairline. Try not okay. to pull. So those bonnets, and you have to be careful because a lot of times we just get it and we'll do the cheaper ones. You really want to um, invest in that. It's something that you're using all the time. And you want it to be um, the ones that are actually made with um, material that is smooth where you have the elastic, but the elastic is covered um, so you're not popping the hair or that elastic part isn't um pulling or chasing away at your hairline.
1: So you're talking about that elastic where you have like those lines in it, opposed to maybe a satin covering over the elastic band.
2: Right. And there there's also the ones that um they have the um the drawstring bonnets now. So it's completely satin covered. The drawstring is within is internal and so it never comes
1: okay. your hair okay, 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 so even they even to, how, they we sleep in?
2: no they also have bonnets where it's um you have um they don't have the elastic, but they have like a band that you're able to tie around and it crosses over itself
1: okay, 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 right,
2: so there's um and these are stuff you can get on Amazon, you know, um and a lot of these beauty supply stores they um I'm looking at a picture. It has the woman on it. I don't remember the brand. I want to say Evolve, but I'm saying it with pause because I don't remember the brand. But once you can see it, you know, just look at the ones that have the band as opposed to having the elastic. um, Okay. When you're using a bonnet. Um, And then your scarves, you always want the material that's not cotton. You don't want the cotton. You want to... I always say keep it simple. The stuff that has a lot of um, designs with different materials going on, you just want to be careful about those. And um, keeping it simple with a, a very nice um, – <clears throat> it's a sateen material. It's not satin or silk. It's a little bit oh. – <clears throat> excuse Because sometimes the silk is too um, – it's too silky. It doesn't stay on the head. Okay. Okay. Um, so it's teen. That's the material that you'll find with different hair um, um, different hair care um, coverings. It's the sateen okay. material that it's, uh, it's still soft they're on the head. Um, so okay. you can get that. If they're marked. And um, so those are with your, your head wraps, your head ties. With the bonnets, I would say go for the ones that they have where it's not necessarily the elastic. If you can't tell if the elastic um, band isn't covered. They have the ones that are bonnets, but they have a band that you're able to wrap around, and the band has um, hair protecting, it's made with hair protecting material that's not going to pop the hair, nor is it going to dry the hair out. Definitely, definitely, definitely a no-no are using hair nets to sleep in or to cover your hair. Those oh, not only okay. dry the hair, it's not protecting the hair, and the material is drying it out and even popping from here.
1: All right. You hear that? You hear
2: that, so lady? Your, your, hair, your hair net is something um, like when I do, I love to do weddings. I do a lot of weddings. So for the bride, I'll send her out with a hair net.
1: It's like invisible
2: hair net, you know, as so far as the cooks use. You. you can do that right. for um, just during the day when you're out and about. But for hair protection at night, a hair net is not the way. Because they even okay. have like bonnet hair and stuff I do not recommend those at all for protecting your hair at night. All right,
1: all right. We have we, when you come back next mm-hmm. month, we have some uh, uh, conversation um, regarding men's hair loss and that swoop thing <laughs> you were talking about yeah. and. Things like that. So uh, please put that down in our notes that that's what we're coming back to talk about, and then we'll have, we'll we'll go forward with any other questions. But you have been great, our sister Gertie. Please tell everybody they can go on YouTube to look at your videos.
2: Sure. Um, On YouTube, it's Tress Talk with Gertie. Um, On IG, it's um the link to youtube is on my i g and it's on my website uh, my website is just my name gertie renee gordon dot com and renee is with one e not two um and my i g is Gertie underscore beauty and biz
1: okay, all right, thank you so very much. you've been fantastic and we look forward to having you back to answer more questions. And uh, have a blessed day.
2: Thank you so, so much. I appreciate thank you giving us an opportunity. I truly hope this is helpful. And I'm uh, oh, grateful yeah. to be too. To. All right. You have a wonderful day as well.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Wow. What a segment. I think she answered everything, everything that I have seen, all the things that I have heard. Boy, she answered everything. So, you know, remember, keep those questions coming in. We'll just bank them for when um, she's due to come back. Our Sister Gertie was on last month, March 2nd. Go back and listen. It was an excellent segment wonderful launching segment. So between last month and this month, we've come out with a wealth of information. So listen, remember, Tress Talk with Gertie on YouTube, and she has Instagram, and she has... Um, um, her own website So we as a matter of fact We're going to post it on Coach for Christian Life And that way you can get An opportunity to actually Just press the links So I'll have her send me those things And I'll put it on our website And I'll tag You know Tag some of our, um, our Due time members And that way you can get um, The information that you need Okay Alrighty Well Today is April sixth and you know, in 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 a couple of years going by we, you know, send out our little shout outs and we had songs and raps and all that kind of stuff and uh we have no bells and whistles this year. We have Happy Birthday, Pastor K Now, I could have, you know, given him my, you know, happy birthday. But you know he would have been complaining, so, and I could have let Pastor Charlotte on, and he would have really enjoyed that, but just wanted to make sure we didn't miss this opportunity to wish our uh our uh former life creator. <laughs> You know, he's coined my former life, and everybody has seemed to take in that and run with it. And Even people who don't come on It's Due Time, they have, you know, have started using that phrase. And we give God thanks for, you know, all that he has been bringing for the past couple years um, that he's been on with us, all that he's brought to It's Due Time with past staff, and we give God thanks for your life. We love you. We salute you. We pray that you have a fantastic and wonderful day, and I'll give you a chance to kind of respond. Um, you know, you're not just going to listen, but happy birthday, Pastor KL. Thank you so
2: much. Thank you so much. When I was um, giving the text uh, to come on, and then I heard somebody talk about net, don't net on your hair, I was kind of upset. I said, you know, That's all I put on my hair at night is nets. You know, and and, and I got to get, I got to give me a good rap. You know, so I came on right on time because I've learned a lot of stuff. So, you know, this just goes to show that you're never too old to learn.
0: So I'll give you a good rap.
2: I want to thank that young lady for all that information. I I won't put on any more net. So thank you so much. That that, that was a birthday gift for me. So I appreciate the shout out. Thank you.
1: Well, make sure you listen next month because we're going to be talking about how you wrap that hair and you swoop it from one side to the next. You know how you do on occasion.
0: That, um, nice. you know, I,
1: like,
0: I like to put again, the bang in the front. I put the bang in the front.
1: That, that's right. That's right. You're going to know how to do that, that hair, you know, it's right for when you're singing. But giving God thanks right. for your day, um, trusting that God Thank has... You really um, giving you a wonderful year of growth, of learning, of, you know, just blessings upon blessings upon blessings, and we pray that you have a wonderful, wonderful forward into a new year, and we pray that God gives you good health and that, you know, you continue to grow and be blessed.
0: Thank you so much. I do appreciate you, Pat
1: You're welcome, you're welcome, you're welcome. Wait, well, hold on, hold on. We got somebody who jumped on, so we're going to tag her in. Go ahead, Lady Tamika.
2: Good morning. Wishing uh, Pastor Kale a wonderful, blessed day. Um, A lot of people just look at the laughter, but... Uh, Pastor Kale is one of those individuals, you know, Well, he'll, he'll
1: hide in in the cut. He sneaks in, you know, to let you know that he's supportive
2: um, and that he's there. And so I just honor you on your day. I appreciate who you are. And I pray that God continues to bless and strengthen you and equip you with everything that you need exactly when you need it. Have a blessed and beautiful day. Wow.
1: Oh, thank you so much. All right. I don't know about you sneaking up in the cut. Uh, you know, I, I can't attest to that one, <laughs> but uh, we'll let we, we her have her say. <laughs> Thank you, Lady Tamika. Have a blessed one. Oh, we got, we got another shout-out for you.
2: Fire away. Happy, 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 happy birthday, Pastor Kale. Thank you, God, that he allowed you to see another year. Thank you, God, so much for reuniting us. And I hope you have a
0: blessed day today. Go be serving no alcohol. Not today. Not
1: today. Not today. Amen. Thank you. Oh, my goodness. You
0: you. see how people throw
1: things up in your face, Pastor K? You see how people throw things
0: Mm out in your face? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Unless you forget. That's
1: right. Oh, my goodness. I'm about to get those things right. So I hit the wrong button. I gotta say that again.
2: <laughs> I said, "How about forgetting those things which are behind?" <laughs> absolutely,
1: absolutely. Now you know we have our, our, our favorite listener on here today, and I'm sure she wants to say something to you. Fire away! Happy birthday to you! <laughs>
0: Happy birthday to
2: you!
0: <laughs> Kip, kip, to kip,
1: kip, Hey, yeah.
0: Happy
1: birthday to you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. That must have been Charlotte's time. Wow. Wow. Well, thank you so much. You want to say who it is, just in case he doesn't know? I know
0: who that what is. Which is your favorite listener?
2: Connect, <laughs>
0: Thank you, (laughs) Kenny.
2: Thank you you so much.
0: Thank
1: you so much. Have a blessed day. (laughs) All right, Pastor K.L. So again, we pray that you have a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful day and all of God's blessings to you.
0: Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I appreciate that.
1: You're welcome. Okay, have a nice day. All right. Well, you know, it's that time. We didn't have a pray for them today, but, boy, were we filled today with our trust Talk. And I knew, you know, I've been wanting this segment for a while. I've been wanting this segment for a while. And, you know, ironically, let me tell you something. Let me show you how God, God, in, in God's timing. I have been after Sister Gertie for years years it's been it's been it's been it's been years because i remember trying to reach out to her for something else for something else completely where we first started the broadcast and she wouldn't answer me and then after a while she started answering me and then i couldn't get uh we would talk chat like um uh what do you call it direct messaging or messenger and then finally we uh, she was we were in church together one day at a at a woman's Day service, and she was speaking. And afterwards, I went up to her and I and I was like, do you, does my face look familiar to you?" <laughs> and I said, "Who well, was?" She was like, "Oh my goodness, it's you! You, yeah, yes, yeah, me." And um, and like I said, at that point, it was not; it had nothing to do with this here. And it wasn't until actually. um, connected again, and we were talking, and I was like, you know what, how would you like to come on, on, you know, on a regular basis, and I knew it had to be monthly, because women, that's something that women really, really battle with, between that and women's health issues, and she was so, she was so happy to be able to come on once a month, and I was like, all right, then let's do it. Let's do it, let's do it Let's not waste any more time And like I said, just in between last month and this month Man, it has been a wealth of information So I'm so grateful that she's even taken the time to come on So, you know, make sure you hit her up She says Instagram She has her own own website And she's on Facebook So, you know, make sure you hit up and ask any questions I'm going to make sure we post um, that information, her contact information on Cultural Christian Life, so you have no reason not to be able to reach out to her, okay? So we thank her um, so much for her time and her expertise and, you know, her suggestions and her counsel. Well, let's go before the Lord, holding hands and holding hearts and giving God thanks for all that he has done for us. Dear Heavenly Father, God, we come before you and we say, as always, we can't ask you for anything. We can't talk to you about anything before we say thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for just waking us up today. Thank you for just tapping us on the shoulder so that we can see a brand new day, God. Not just a brand new day, but with brand new tender, tender, brand new tender mercies. Thank you for loving us the way you do, that you would just not only wake us up, but you would start us off with a bonus. Thank you so much for all that you do, whether we even see it or not, whether we understand it or not, whether we acknowledge it on a regular basis. We're here to say thank you. Thank you, dear Heavenly Father. We pray, God, that we keep you in the forefront, that we give you our first fruit so we don't have to thank you on a weekly basis, but that we can wake up and give you the proper thanks by not just saying it with our lips, but serving you just by giving you the first fruit of our lives. You know, we serve man. We do everything we want to do, but when it comes to you, we're tired. We forget. And, Lord, we're just asking you to just stimulate something special in us, dear Heavenly Father, that would help us to serve you according to your specifications. We give you thanks, dear Heavenly Father, for just even the health talk today. You know, we're talking about our hair, but it's our health. And it, we're talking about that temple that you have given, you know, um, that you have given us, um, dear Heavenly Father, um, a bonus, a bonus. You know, we have our questions answered, not just from anybody, but someone who lives in you, someone who serves you, dear Heavenly Father. So they're just not giving us arbitrary information, but information as to how to take care of your temple. Thank you, Father. You never leave us in a quandary, scratching our heads, wondering what to do. You always send us the very best, dear God. Thank you for getting us safely through this to this point of the week, God. Thank you for us not being that news statistic, dear God. Thank you, dear Heavenly Father, for healing us even when we don't realize we're being healed. Thank you, dear Heavenly Father for just recycling. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Mm, we should have been dead a long time ago. The way we even take care of ourselves, we should be dead. Oh, but you're just such a merciful God that just continues to give and continues to say yes. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, you God, for restoring. Thank you, God, for restoring the joy that is inside of each and every one of us, that we can wake up every day and we can smile and we can appreciate who you are. We love you, God. We love you because you are a continuous God. You are not just God Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Every day of the week, 365 days a year, Your God We thank you God for every due time crew member We thank you dear Heavenly Father For every guest you send We thank you dear Heavenly Father For paying the bills So that we could even connect You're just such an awesome wonder In our life That when we should be told no You just say yes So we thank you for the no's This morning dear Heavenly Father As those are blessings as well Because if you said yes in times that we've asked for things that we didn't need, that would have been destructive to our lives, we may not even be here to say thank you. So we thank you for the no's as well, God. And we give you the glory and the honor today. So rightly do you. Again, we say thank you for Pastor KL having another uh, year in his life that he can look back and he can say thank you. For the year that you've brought me through, God, and we pray that you just touch on his life. We pray, God, that you just enhance and, and give him growth to Heavenly Father, far beyond even his very understanding. Thank you, Father, for all that you do. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Mm, what a day, what a day, what a day. You know... <laughs> I just give God thanks for, you know, all the times where, you know, we we don't even appreciate Him. We don't even appreciate Him, you know. When you, when you look at the things that we do, you know, let's let's even talk about what we would, you know, we we talked about today, how we mistreat, you know, the the person who said, you know, what I it don't matter to me. You know, I'm just going to wear wigs and whatever else, you know, um, going forward. You know, it doesn't matter how, you know, what goes underneath. It's the same way I said last, you know, the last, I think it was last month, when I talked about my teeth. And I said, you know, the dentist would say, you know, oh, I'm going to give you, know, come on, we could do it. And I was like, nope, just pull it out. Because I'm thinking that the rest of the teeth were going to stay intact. Because it took me... Into my thirties, to you know, to even begin to have any problems with my teeth, and I was like, just pull it out. I got more, and look at where I am now. <laughs> I gotta pay, and I ain't got no money to pay for no new teeth or replacements. You know, hindsight is twenty twenty, and how we take care of ourselves, you know, today is most times a pro- a byproduct of what we've done <clears throat> previous previously and you know if we we say you know if I could go back and I could do it uh I would do it differently and we don't get that chance to reverse these things it's not our say and that's why God really encourages us through in his word and that's why we have, you know, Dr. Gordon. Oh, it's, it's when we have Gertie Gordon. We have Dr. Pierre Gordon. We have our sister Gertie Gordon. We have, you know, those who come on and just kind of coach us, you know, through, you know, the way we do things and how we need to take care of ourselves because, you know, for those of us who have not reached, you know, our age, you know, I'm 56 now and, You know, I can't turn back the time and, and, you know, and do differently what, you know, I wish I had done 25 years ago. Do it right now. Make sure that you're correct in what you do right now. Because, and then you can do about this later. And you don't want to be sitting back talking about, boy, I wish I had saved those teeth. Yeah, because now I say, well, Stephanie, really, you could have endured the root canal. how much you thought that, you know, it was going to be a headache or, you know, you're so worried about the pain level. If you got through whatever, whatever, you could have gotten through the pain level of your teeth and things would be different now. But again, you know, we can't go back in time. We can't change the things that we did not do back then. And a lot of the stuff we're enduring now is because of the negligence, you know, that we, you know, how we didn't take care of ourselves. You know, I tell some of the, the, you know, the young people when I see them, and I see them cracking their knuckles, I say, stop doing that. I remember older people used to tell me, stop cracking your knuckles. I have arthritis in my hands, you know. Could I not have, have you know, have arthritis? Maybe not, but, you know, I use my fingers a lot. Typing, violin, piano. You know, these fingers have been through a lot. But did the cracking of the fingers, you know, the knuckles, did that help to expedite? So, you know, when when people speak to you, who have been somewhere, listen. Listen. Take the advice. You know, young people these days are much different. You know, when you talk to them, it's like they look at you like they're crazy, like you're crazy. You ain't got nothing for them. They know... You know more than what you know, or, you know they've got to learn for themselves, and I'm like, well, who does that? You know, but again, I always say that's because they ain't been through nothing yet. When you've been through some things, and when you look back on what God has brought you through, and you just say, Hallelujah, <laughs> I'm on this side of it all. You really try to reach back and you try to advise and coach and mentor and. You know, just let people know, you know, how they can make it happen just a little bit differently. Well, that's the way we talk about God and Jesus and, you know, how the mistakes we've made in our life. Had we not made those mistakes, how our life could possibly be different now. You don't want to go through life with regrets. You don't want to go through life... You know, wishing you had done things. And I give God thanks for this broadcast. You know, again, you know, the 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 phrase that's been coined, my former life, you know, it really indicates a lot. It really indicates, you know, where we were and where God has brought us from and to. And that's what we're supposed to be, you know, doing. You know, singing the praises of God, sounding the alarm as to how great and wonderful God is and how, you know, just glorious it is just to sit on this side of, you know, your decision. And you ask, what in the world was I waiting for? Because the joy of the Lord is our strength. Jesus is our strong tower. You know, there's nothing better than God. Oh, my goodness, there's no one better than God. There's nothing that beats being able to go to God and he address all your concerns. There's nothing better than waking up every day with hope. I always look around and I say, ooh, how does this world function in such a hopeless state? They don't want God. And we see this world crumbling more and more. We see the world turning against itself because they don't want God. They have nothing. There's nothing they want from God. And as they're watching this world just crumble right in front of them instead of them running to God, They'd rather stay on that side of the fence. You couldn't pay me to be on that side of the fence these days. Not from what I know now. Not what I know now. That God is the lawyer in the courtroom. He is the doctor in the sick room. He is your financial advisor.
0: Man, there is
1: nothing... Nothing you can, you, you can experience in this life that God does not have an answer for. Let's make sure we continue to encourage people to follow the God we have come to know. Because that's our sole purpose out here is to disciple and just draw others to Christ. Let's make sure we're getting that done. You've been listening to It's Due Time with Pastor Steph. Join us Monday through Friday. Mind and spirit. As you go through your day, be sure to set your mind on things that are above, not on things that are on the earth. They will only serve as a distraction. Remember, prayer changes things. It's Pastor Steph signing off, and I want to thank our sister, Gertie Gordon, for just ooh, walking us through Tress Talk today. Thank you for hanging out with us and submitting your questions and being part of the conversation. Please do not miss this opportunity to give Christ your life right now. Please do not miss that opportunity. If you've given your life to Christ, just really work on strengthening that relationship right now. Because tomorrow and later is not promised to any of us. Until tomorrow, God where it's Freestyle Friday. Until then, I love you.